listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music. Music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. Mystical. mystical. That couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. Bring on life. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? You've got questions? I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening in with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. So I arrived at the venue to find this guy named Rhett Walker. And it took me a minute because I had to wade through the fans and maneuver backstageness. Well, immediately, <laughs> we're like both grumbling about the same thing. Where are we going to find a spot that's not filled with the noise, the interruptions, the, the interference? We found a bus, and we hijacked the rear lounge. It's all goodness. This was recorded in Lansing, Michigan on October 27th, 2012. I hope you like this as much as I like his music. Oh, man. I, I got to tell you, when I, I put this, I still say record, so sorry about that. I love calling it a record. <laughs> when, I, when I put this record in, I was like, I don't know, there was something, something going on inside it. I can't, I can't even tell you now, but I'm almost like, I almost don't even want to tell you how much I love it because I don't know where you go with a great record anymore because there's not like traditional radio and there's not MTV and there's not all the places that I used to know when you'd go, well, here's a great record, so we know it's going to sell a bunch. So how, how, when you got to the end of it, you thought, great, I, I've, I've, I've put... I've put all I've put it all into the record that that I could do. Yeah, uh, it was it was one of the moments where reality hit. I mean, I wrote I wrote fifty something songs for this record. Nice, and it's nice. It, this this record is full of songs from like teenage years to like when I got married to just life and it's it's everything who I am all compiled into one. And so yeah. when it was all said and done, it was like. You know, here I am, take it or leave it, and <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> and you're you're a preacher's kid. Yeah, PK is that what you are? PK man. I just can't tell you how many artists that I've met that are either PK or from military families. Yeah. What what's the deal with that? What's is there something wrong with all of you, or is there something right with all of you? I think maybe there's definitely something right with me, <laughs> uh, and maybe the fact that. We don't really have much money, so we just get a guitar and have to get stuck in a room and figure out how to sing about the blues that way. Yeah. It, it, are the blues the, the things that brought you closer to God? Yeah. Um, you know, I live in my life. I was selfish and wild. and Oh, really, human being? Yeah. Didn't really care. And uh, 
I found out that real quick that if I kept living life like that, it was going to be a dead end. And so, so your I, dad didn't tell you this because he was a preacher. Yeah, preacher oh, he man. told me. He told, he told me. You, but were you, you listening? My thirty-five youth pastors told me. The four hundred <laughs> different Sunday school teachers. And, nice. Now, man, for me, you know, I came to the point where you know my girlfriend got pregnant, kicked out of school, just all this stuff started happening. I was like, whoa, you know. I'm I'm out here whether my dad's told me this or my Sunday school teachers told me this I'm out here having to deal with this right now on my own and so I figured out real quick the man that I that I wasn't and figured out real quick mm. that what I'd learned you know the stuff that my dad had taught me and youth pastors had that it lined up and it was right and the only way out of this was to die to myself and and give up and let God have it. Girlfriend got pregnant. Assume that's your baby. Yep. Did she have that baby? Yeah. Was there conversation about not having that baby? Uh, there was conversations other places about it, and but it, it was weird. What do you mean other places, other people were having the conversations yeah, just, for you. You know, like yeah, friends were kind of chiming sure, in. Yeah. And, no, I don't doubt it. Um, but th- there was just something inside of me that was like, you know, I we've done this, we've done everything wrong that we possibly can. Let's do it right from here on out. And wow. So we got married. We've been married eight years. Wow. Uh, I got a seven-year-old daughter, a five-year-old son, and a daughter that will be two weeks old. Are you serious? Tuesday. Congratulations, yeah. dude. Thanks, man. Wow. So I'm ready to get back home and see her. I don't even know what to ask. I guess what I want to ask is, did your parents want to disown you when this happened? Uh, no. Believe it or not, my, my dad came up to me and, and my mom came up and we were talking about it and they were like, hey, tell us what's going on. We know something's going on. Tell us now. Oh, so you're, were you a little bit trying to hide it from him for a little bit? I, I was, um, but it caught up with me where I had to just okay. tell him. Um, and so my dad looked me in the eyes and he said, son, he said, I don't know if you want to get married. I don't know what you want to do. He said, but what you will do is you'll forever take care of this woman and you'll ever, forever take care of this girl. So that's what I did. And I was like, well, you know, we're going to get married. And here we are today, eight years later. I think my dad would have said something like, haven't I knocked enough sense into you? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't mean that. It, and oh, he would yeah. have meant it genuinely, too. Angry, but also genuinely, too. Yeah, he uh, he had that look in his eyes. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to mention it because you already know. Right. So. <laughs> we will not use the P word in this conversation <laughs> yes. of pregnancy, right? Exactly. So how did you, did you lay in bed at night and go, why God? Or were you pissed at God? Were you, when did you... How do you take responsibility at that age? Uh, it was, I mean, it was internally. Crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I think I was too young and dumb to figure it out at the second. You know, I was I, literally the way I took care of it was like, you know what? This is what's happened. We're gonna we're gonna take it on, and we did. We just loved on each other and just went. And as great as that sounds, the pissed at God part came on later. So and really? when when I've ha- when I had the baby and the baby was there and I'm working my butt off you know to pay bills and working two jobs and um, right. you know music started becoming on the scene it was like I know I want to do music but how do you make this happen with a wife and a baby and I'm 17 years old and right you know it's 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 what happens man it's life so you, so were were you going to a Christian school by the way I was. <laughs> Yep, they kicked now, me out. Did they kick you out yep. for that? That automatic ex, ex, expel? Ex, I didn't it? see Expelled. it in the contracts, but yeah. Did she get kicked out? Uh, she had just graduated. Oh, okay. She's older than me. So, yeah. yeah. Had a thing for an older lady. Well, but I guess better than the reverse, right? <laughs> yeah. Could have been serious. Exactly. Could have been serious. 
Well, that must have given you a renewed hope in the Christian faith and whatnot for <laughs> being accepting and loving for all our uh, all our mistakes. Yeah, uh, you know, just they, sh- they showed me uh, Christ-like love. <laughs> Not church-like love, maybe right? Wow. Yeah, I, I just can't imagine going through all that kind of junk. So, did you end up graduating high school? I did. I homeschooled. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that I could get a job because I had to get a job and yeah um you know and we we just kept on pushing on and kept on pushing on it was hard you know that was the that was probably the hardest part of my career was trying to find myself in all of that as it was happening and then my wife trying to figure out you know I'm 18 was just graduating high school now any dream that I had you know I got to be mommy and so we did it yeah so I wondered how I wondered how how did it change your dreams or did it just put them on hold um i don't i think it shaped our dreams really yeah um i didn't do music i i I mean i played guitar and i I loved music but i played drums and um but i didn't do music like i want to be a singer when i grow up you know i've always loved it but we were on our way back from gatlinburg and uh the song came on and i sang it and she was like oh you sound great and i was like yeah you just really love me (laughs) (laughs) But she, she started telling me like she loved my singing and started pushing me to do it. And so I was like, all right, well, here it goes. So now I just tell her, I was like, if times get hard, I'm just like, hey, you push me to do this. <laughs> what, what song was what song were you singing to? Oh, I forget. I think I it was know. like some, uh, some Tim McGraw song probably. Yeah, yeah. Do you classify your music? I mean, do you throw it into a rock world? Do you throw it into a country rock world? How do you, do, do you even think about it? I don't think about it. That's good. I mean, you, you know, I'm a I'm a southern dude, so I, as cliche as it sounds, I really just play whatever comes out. Love it. So it's going to be all right. Did it come? Is that one of those songs that that kind of came from that situation in a way? If not, yeah, uh, that's what this whole record's about, really. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, about life in general and how that meets Christian faith and how that meets God and. Um, gonna be all right is one of them anthems for me that was that I kind of leaned on. I was like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, it's gonna be all right. And come to the river. Why I wanted that to be like the title of the record. That that was an actual literal moment where I got along with God. Ended up smack dab in front of a river, just yelling at God, going, you know, what the heck, man? Like, you know, you, you've called me to do this. I get that. You've, but it's not working out. You know, could you make it a little bit easier? Can you help me out? I've got to be a dad, yeah. a husband, a provider. And, yeah. and you know, and I think God was probably just sitting up there laughing, going, if you'd shut up for a second, I'd probably show you how. But, you know. See, the reason I think you're lying to me now is because I don't think you used the word heck. Oh, I definitely didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably ended about the same way, right? I, I, I guess when you're searching for direction like that, I don't know how you hear God when you're screaming. You know what I mean? You're right. Cause, because like you said, m- maybe he's up there laughing because if you just shut up for a minute. But I guess, I guess, is that the first time when you felt like you really broke down and, and said, okay, I, I need help here. I need, I need direction. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. Um, and it was in the midst of, I guess from the outward, like the outside looking in, you could have been like, well, look, you know, he's, doing music he's doing his dreams he's doing this but uh i mean i i told my wife i was like i'm shutting off my phone i'm getting in the car and i'm going to talk hash this out with god talk with god whatever happens i'm we're going in and we're talking about this and 
it was the best thing that I've ever done um, in in my relationship with Christ, and I do it all the time now. I mean, and even my wife now would be like, I think it's probably one of them times, you know, you need to go get along with God because you need to figure this out, you know. And it's, you know, it's it's relationship, man. So you see a river. Yeah. <laughs> it's Pull over. Pull the bus over. It's time for me to get out. Yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's another river. I need to go talk with God. <laughs> it's like Pavlov's dog. He's like, I got to talk. I got to. I must be doing something wrong because I see a river. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, God. You put another river out there. What did I do? <laughs> uh, then Make Me New, I guess, maybe is the perfect song after that, right? Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's one of them, it's a hard-hitting song that's just straight to the point. And one of my things for writing is I want to be just honest and I want to be blatantly obvious and and not try to sugarcoat it with all this feel-good stuff or, you know, sometimes I just want to write what comes straight out and make me new as that song. There's there's nothing special. It's just what I felt in rock and roll format and let's go burn the place down and sing it. So when you thought you, when when you stepped away from that river, did you right then go, okay, I've turned my life around? Is that what you thought? I mean, like, okay, I've I've done this. Okay, I am really now starting turning the new page. Uh, well, I I think I'd put it when I walked away from that river. I said, I, there's two ways this can go. I can either keep on trying to do it by myself, mm-hmm. or I can honestly say what I just told God. And what I just told God was. You're right. I'm still trying to do it in my own strength. I give up. And so, I, you know, I had to make the decision right then and there. And I kind of knew that, you know, if I wanted to, I could keep running around and run myself ragged trying to do it in my own strength. But it'd go nowhere quick. I'm just saying if I was preacher man, Dad, I'd look at you and go, told you. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even give the credit to God, right? I'd be like, I told you this. Exactly. Ago. So did you go talk to your dad about this kind of, of discovery? Yeah. I mean, me and him were best friends now yeah and it's amazing and um he you know he's still a pastor and he's in an area in south carolina where um things are just changing and evolving greatly in the church and you know he's he's come up against a lot of hard times too so we kind of we're right there on the same page with each other like oh your week's been hard guess what mine's been yeah but also you know guess what god's doing and just kind of walking each other through it i love it yeah you know i don't i don't wish other people's lives but i really don't wish the life of a pastor on somebody oh yeah i I don't know how many people you have to answer to and how much crap you have to hear and i mean the that sort of rumor mill stuff that goes around that because he or she isn't doing enough or or they had a drink with somebody at the wrong time of day or whatever you know i mean dude pastor position can be one of the loneliest positions to do i mean to a place to work like i mean you got your bride and and you've got god but sometimes you know i've I've seen him before sometimes you know it feels like the whole world's against you everybody disagrees everybody thinks you're an idiot until god shows up and then it's like oh i believed in you all along it's like no you didn't shut up yeah right (laughs) yeah and and somebody's pissed because the carpet in the sanctuary isn't the uh wasn't voted on properly or something exactly and that carpet was donated for you know, Miss Louise, who died 400 years ago. Right, right. Yeah, there, there could be. I should be interviewing that dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but for real. But one of those things where you sort of put it away and just take it out about 50 years from now and go, this is what it's really like to be a pastor because exactly. I don't, I don't I, again, I don't wish it. So I, I keep, I, yeah, I guess if the whole record's like that, right? When mercy found me, I guess I love that kind of idea when life is beating you down, when you finally got to give it up. Yeah. And, and that was, I mean, when we sat down, I was like, I, I want this to be the first single. I want this to be the first thing that goes out and people know who Rhett Walker band is because that's my testimony in a song. Yeah. I mean, that is, you know, literally from start to finish, I told everybody, I said, I want to write a, I want to write a song, man, that is, this is who Rhett was, this is who Rhett is, and this is who Rhett's striving to be. Yeah. And let's, whatever happens, pin the pad, let's do it. I guess that's why I love Get Up, Get Out, because I think that's who we want to be, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, that, that was a very interesting song. That was a song that I was in a, uh, in a driveway, just standing beside my car, just thinking about life and thinking about people and 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 friends and enemies and you know just life in general and uh just how things can be crazy and you know if if we if we just keep standing still you know we're dying yeah and and sometimes i my main thing i for rhett walker to be heard is life we take way too seriously if we can just live life we can talk about god and just have fun and yeah. go tell people what it's all about. I mean, that's the way it's meant to be. And, and that's what that song's about. It's like, man, I don't have time for this. I'm going to go out. I'm going to tell people about Christ. I'm going to have fun. And I'm going to, you know, burn every place down that I go into with some good old rock and roll. So mm-hmm. I ain't got time for it. Get up and get out of the way. Well, w- when did you decide that you had to stand up for it rather than just live it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was, you know, part of that come to the river moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where it was like, you know, I'm putting my faith in in Christ, and I'm putting my trust in Christ for this. Well, I can't just like live on that and say, "God, thank you for giving me this grace," and sit with it. Like that's not fair, you know. And yeah. um, so I was like, "Man, I want to I want to go out and tell people about this. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this. I'm going to you know show this." So that skull ring that you have, that represents what part of your faith? That represents the fact that I think it's freaking awesome that's gonna say it represents that i could punch you right in the nose right now yeah. and break it and easily if you don't get up and get out of the way i'm gonna leave a skull ring on the forehead wow what's that what's that indentation in your forehead that's a skull that's Rhett rwb Walker's. gave it to me <laughs> well all i need is is really setting it straight though isn't it yeah i love that song yeah. I, I mean, I really, really do, man. It's kind of, you know, hidden right there in the middle, and um, we didn't know exactly, like, even where we were going to go with that. We just sat down with that song and was like, here's the idea. And um, me and Jason Ingram wrote that song, and, and I had like an hour and a half to a meeting, to yeah. to get to a meeting. I was like, here's my idea, dude. Uh, play the piano. Let me sing it real quick. And we didn't know where we were going to go with it, what we were going to do. And so when we got in the studio, it was like a real cool moment. Like moment, we just yeah. cut the lights down, walked in there. We tracked the record live, so we just walked in there. I was like, "Here's my idea. Here's what the lyrics are saying. Let's get in that moment and and go for it." Are you reaching out for God then in that song? Yeah, definitely. And and is it because you're still reaching out for God? Always. Yeah. And uh, and two, you know, that song to me is like so many times 
when we're reaching out for God, we miss what God's actually trying to show us. And I feel like we're, we're reaching out and we're going, oh, God, my life's so hard. Oh, God, this valley's so, you know, deep. This mountain's so high. When if, you know, it goes back to the thing like when, you know, I was on the way to the river. It's like if we'd shut up every now and then and let God speak mm-hmm. and let God be God, um, he might teach us a few things. And so that's one of them things where it's like, you know what, God, you might have me in this moment and the rain is just flooding this town, but I'm going to stand here with my arms raised and I'm going to praise you through it. And I'm going to, you know, learn what you want me to learn and, and move on. What do you mean when you say not letting God be God? Uh, Cause God's always God. Yeah. God's always God. So is it my issue when I don't let, I don't Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. Uh, God's always God. You cannot get in the way of God. I mean, he is all-knowing, all-powerful, and we serve a risen Savior who has handled it. But we can get in the way of ourselves in our own life and not let God be God. And uh, I've, I've been guilty millions of times of playing God in my life. You know, and it's easy to Jesus juke people and be like, you know, I just feel like God's calling me to go get this coffee right now. And, <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, he did? Well, I feel like God's telling me to tell you to grab me one, too, when you're out there, you know. But, you know, I mean, and and, and, in bigger things, too, you know. I know, but still, And it's, you know, I I, I just come back. Maybe it's how I was raised and where I was raised. I just come back to the fact that we take ourselves way too seriously, and if we let God be God, a lot of things would be a lot easier. Well, I think that's why you're right, brother. I mean, just you can't you can't make it alone, right? Exactly. And brother, um, I wrote that song about a pastor oh, really? that I knew, and um, interesting. You know, he quit he quit bringing it back to the gospel, and I told him I was like, man, I worked there, I was on staff there, and I was like, man, if we're not bringing it back to the gospel, what's the point? I mean, really, what's the point? We're just a, a building with motivational speaking, and you know, we've got too many sissy people out there doing motivational speaking like Joel Osteen and I ain't got time for it so it's like if we're not bringing it back to the gospel I'm out and um, and so you know I ended up having to quit and and I was just thinking man you know this is this is one of the things where he's putting himself up on a pedestal and it just makes me so mad and as I was thinking about that I was like man how many times have I done that you know we're all in need of the very same grace and you know, I love when God gives me the little saps in the face like that. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I ain't perfect, as much as I think I am sometimes. Yeah, I can I can look at that Joel Olstein types and sort of go, really, really. But there's another part of me that goes, well, maybe that's the first glimpse that somebody who won't get what you're singing about, yeah, and won't get what we're talking about right now. Maybe that's the first glimpse they get of something more and better out there, and that's why they are vital yeah it, but for me i look at it and listen to it and go Ugh. and that that's my point like yeah. that's why it has to right. at the end always come back to the gospel because if not it leaves it leaves you kind of going well how do i get that you know and you know it's it's all about a walk man and and figuring out you know what you want to do with your life because we're yeah. all all searching for something bigger and better than ourselves and the yeah. only thing is jesus yeah, I don't know if it always has to come back to the gospel for me because there's a part of me that loves motivational stuff, and I'm jumping yeah. straight to, like, can't break me. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, for you, it might be rooted in gospel. For me, I'm just like, heck yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I don't know exactly need to, what you mean. 
I don't even need to find that it's you know goes to Philippians whatever you know or wherever you're whatever you kind of yeah found that if you will but that's what I'm thinking but talk to me about that song too yeah can't bring me is uh is that song where I mean it's kind of uh it's our pedestal that we stand on it's like yeah. hey you know you can't I don't care if the devil comes knocking at my you know daggone front door like I know what I stand on and I know who you are so I will tear it down every time. Cause, and it's also as a part of about living close to the edge too, you yeah. know, close to the edge of where, I guess, where you need to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I mean, it, it feels alive there. You know, mm-hmm. if it, there's, there's, I don't know. I feel alive there. I feel like I'm, I'm doing something right. And um, I had somebody tell me one time, you know, if you don't have haters and you don't have people trying to stop what you're doing, you're not doing something right. Because you're not changing anything, so I kind of live on that. So would I be a better interviewer if I was hating on you right now? Yeah, dude. I mean, you gotta get angry. Man. Well, the song "Vessel" kind of sucks. <laughs> okay, and the reason I think it sucks is because everybody's searching for a better life. Yeah, that's and true. I, I don't know if God can always help. So, defend your GD song. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wish I had a better interviewer. <laughs> Well, God has put me in front of you right now, so you you just accept this, mister. Uh, are you a Calvinist or not? This is predestined. <laughs> it's predestined to end right now, right? <laughs> I will end this interview easily, or I will at least jack this microphone cord out so you'll never use it again. <laughs> anyway, yeah, talk to me about that song, Vessel, because I, yeah, again, yeah, I just love that idea of searching for a better life. Yeah, um, I mean, that that's it, man. Vessel, I was sitting... Uh, in my house, my my wife and kids are going to bed, and I was, I was kind of thinking about that that moment, and I just got done reading the book, The Shack. Oh yeah, and uh, yep. where he where the dad got the the letter, and he's going out to the woods, and yep. um, there's a line in it that says, you know, he was headed out to the woods. It said he was he would take a step, and then he would take a step back, and he'd mm-hmm. take another step, take a step back, and what stuck out to me was he was scared to do what he had no choice to do. You know, and right. and sometimes that's how life goes. It's like I really don't want to do this, but I have no choice but to do this. But the only thing that we can count on is at the end of the day is, you know, we belong to Christ, and that's where we find our strength. Why do you think some of us? And I'm not always in this group, but I'm including myself right now. Why do some of us? Okay, we take a step forward, step back, a couple steps forward. We finally end up in the shack in this yeah. particular example. But there's plenty of people who just are so. I can't, I can't, I don't have the, I can't do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people who just go, you know what, I'm just going to sit in the background and you tell me what goes on in the shack. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know, what, what's the difference between us and those other people or me and you and you're willing to take a step forward and I'm not? I don't know. Energy? Is it? Is it? <laughs> is it <laughs> I don't know. I is don't it God closer to you? Is it God with the, God's energy? Is it God's courage? Is it my trust in him? Yeah, I, you Her? know. Her? Whatever, however yeah, you that's think of a, God. especially yeah. if you're going to Shack, him or her. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, that's a, that's a good question because it's like, you know, where's the line? Like, if we, when we step up and we say, God, I'm gonna do this, is there some kind of more like, you know, power that comes behind that, right. or as much as someone else who's just sitting back and being like, God, I trust you, right? You know, and and that's a hard spot. I just nine times out of ten choose to be the guy that's gonna kick the door down. I don't want to be the guy to find out. Later on, I want to kick it down and find out myself. Yeah, I'm willing to lose a foot over that. Yeah, you know I'll, what I mean. Any time, dude. Right. I've got two of them. 
And Singing Stone. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, when I'm talking about and all this stuff, right? But if sometimes you, you kind of look at things and if maybe that's what we're talking about right now is when you're living that meanings, meaningless life and you discover, well, God, <laughs> you're that awesome that I can actually decide to try to kick this door down. Yeah. Yeah. Because of all the meaninglessness I've already lived. Yeah. Is that, what, is, is that where that song is at? Yeah. It's like lessons learned. It's like mm. life lived and lessons learned. And, oh, that's cool. um, I, and you know, I kind of sat with, I wrote this song with Stephen Delopoulos and from Burlap to Cashmere and he wrote like one verse and I wrote one verse and we just kind of came back together. I've never wrote a song like that before except for him. And I mean, that song is about that. It's like life lived and lessons learned and you know, it didn't quite turn out like I thought it would, Yeah. but it still turned out for the better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, and talk to me about this acoustic EP because I would think that your songs translate so well acoustically. In fact, I wondered if that's how they were kind of written, right? Oh, every single yeah, one of right, them. Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, got the acoustic EP, and uh, you know, we did, we got "When Mercy Found Me" on there, and another song on there, and um, we just kind of stripped it down to be, you know, where the lyrics stand out. There's also a new song on there, and uh, there's also a special treat on there. You mean what? Like a Snickers bar? Yeah, man, you download the acoustic EP and a Snickers bar will pop out of your CD-ROM. <laughs> that and my management company and label promises you that. I don't promise, so blame it on them. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> now that you can just push off, well, I hired you for a reason, because <laughs> whatever I say in an interview yeah, goes. Take this backlash, go. I actually, I actually want to hear, what, what is the new song? Uh, it's called The Other Side. Oh, right. That, and, isn't that the name of the, uh, the EP? Yes. Yeah, okay. And uh, we, we, tracked, we tracked that song when we tracked the record. Mm -hmm. And um, we've gone back and, like, started messing with it, started doing some stuff. You know, when we did it for the record, it was one thing. But we were like, no, let's live with this. Let's live with this for a little bit. And it's funny how a song will change and mold when you're right, like, yeah. you know, some parts you're like, man, that was, that was a good line. Man, I was an idiot for writing that line. Let me change that before anyone hears it. And you know, you just kind of live with it and and see what happens. And I'm pretty excited about the EP and people hearing the new song. And but what is the song about? What is the song? The other lyrically side about yeah. Lyrically, uh, the other side is about the other side. It's about heaven and uh, living here on earth. And um, it's a front porch kind of like sitting, swinging, you know, sweet tea sipping kind of song. Swing just banjos. Yeah, and we're just that's that's how we did it, and uh, it's just talking about you know you're never gonna find fulfillment in this dirty messed up world that we live in, hmm. um, but the cool thing is that we actually have a purpose in it, and we have something to look forward to. How, how do you know there's a heaven coming? <laughs> this good lord, <laughs> how's that? Well, because here, the reason I ask it is because I know I have no control over it, right? I have no if. I just know that, okay, I believe there's a heaven. Yeah. Right? But I know I have no, cause, because nobody's ever come back to say, yeah, there is, this is what it looks like. Yeah. Even though it's, people have said it, but I can't believe them because I don't think they really went there and came back. And So I'm just saying, I have no control over it. I just know that I have to live my life the best I can with this God that yeah. I think is, I'm working with, right? And I don't, and all of a sudden I kind of go, well, I just I think I live my life the same whether there's a heaven there or not. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to say out loud. Well, um, well, I 
first off, I believe definitely without a shadow of a doubt there is a heaven yeah. and a hell. Um, but man, I've I've been there many of times. I've been like, you know, what is what is heaven? You know, what is hell? And you know, there's scripture that talks about it, but then there's scripture that's so vague that it's like, right, right. you know, and and fifty million people have different things. But you know, my thing is, I know who Christ is, and I know what scripture and historically what Jesus did. So I'm like, that's the only thing I can live on is the fact that He's coming back to save my wretched soul. He's coming back. Oh well, yeah! Did you go to heaven? I'm, now I'm confused where yeah. where the meeting place and, actually and, is. Yeah, I'm confused about that. And let's talk about like <laughs> you know post trib and all that too. And just really, what did you say? What is it? Post trib? Yeah. And well, when do I don't know what that when, is. well when do we go? Does oh. the rapture happen? Oh, I see. So is, you know, is a lot there, of souls hanging out there. In yeah, between I right mean, now? when do we go to heaven? Do we hang out here on earth when Jesus comes back and the whole battle of Satan? Let's get in a really deep theological talk. <laughs> well, and know, then ask what my favorite dinner is. Exactly. Why? Why will you not eat lima beans? <laughs> Whenever you finish that heaven conversation, we'll talk about lima beans. <laughs> well, it's funny because I guess again, I, I just always, even when even when I feel like I'm uplifted by songs and I feel like God, life couldn't get any better, and once in a while when my brain comes back and goes, well, remember. You only have limited time on earth, so one make the most of it. So my that's where my kind of circle of thoughts go. And when I kind of hear, then I find that's when I finally came down to. I guess it doesn't matter. In a way, it's just what is what is. Okay, that's what it is. And I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but I have to trust that it is greatness and it's beautiful and better. Yeah, there's so, a lot yeah, of things so, in life that that's what it is. Right. What it is is what it is. And, right. Um, you know, I think it comes down to the fact on on what you want to choose to to trust and believe in, you know. Right. And um, I choose to trust in, in what Christ says and what the Bible says. But the only problem with that is as soon as you start to – well, it's not a problem, I guess I would say. But as soon as you start, you, all your answers are never going to be questioned. Or, or your, your, <laughs> all your questions are never going to – I'm going on two hours of sleep here. All of your questions are never going to all be answered. Right, and, yeah. Uh, and that's just a fact that you have to face and realize, yeah. man, I hope I'm doing what's right. I hope I'm honoring Christ. Well, dude, until next time when I will have probably even more questions. Sweet. I hope you have a good life. So thanks for taking the time to do this. Thanks, man. Thanks My favorite part of him and all the guys in the band, real. They are real to the core. Thanks for listening in to my convo with Rhett Walker of the aptly named Rhett Walker Band. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks. Questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper. <laughs> <laughs>